0: Welcome. this is beyond the hate i'm steven i'm john and that was basically the plot of this movie <laughs> uh, he went so goddamn fast
1: yeah <laughs> jerry was a race car driver although in this case jerry could be ricky bobby but yeah. you know but we're talking about fucking talladega nights
0: <laughs> talladega nights uh one of like the uh kind of cult classic movies of will ferrell
1: Yes, um, this is also my uh, preemptive birthday episode. Yeah, this is the preemptive
0: birthday. Happy birthday, John! And what Yay. are we drinking for your birthday episode? I
1: don't even need the box because this is uh, Dragon's Milk, again.
0: Again. <laughs> From okay. New Holland Brewing
1: Company. But this is the Raspberry Hibiscus. Because if you listen to our Skyrim episode, Steve had kind of forgotten that we had drank the raspberry. And I was like, no, we definitely did. We definitely He remembered did. it later on, afterwards. And he was like, oh yeah, we did. But I went ahead and bought like the four pack of it again anyway because I love Dragon's Milk and I love raspberry type stuff. Uh and I also like girls with thick asses. So I was like I'm not going to be able to this have the thick a, ass tonight, but I can't have the Dragon's Milk.
0: This is just a 100% <laughs> confession episode. <Right?
1: laughs> but you know, cuz the party's already started. We already started drinking, so Yeah,
0: so this is yeah, this is This going is a on. 3 out of 3. Yeah, 3 out of 3. Anything Dragon's Milk or by uh, New Holland Brewing Company is basically always going to be a 3 out of 3. Yeah. Um, The movie was pitched, before the script was even r- written, the movie was pitched like this. Will Ferrell as a NASCAR driver, and they said, make it. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally what happened. Okay. They didn't even write a script yet, and he was like, I want to make a movie with Will Ferrell as a NASCAR driver. And they're like...
1: Was the Adam McKay that pitched Adam that? Adam McKay, of
0: course. Okay.
1: Because yeah. I know um, that Judd Apatow worked with them on this.
0: Yeah, it, it was Adam McKay. Adam McKay has some pull. They gave him, like, $72 million. Like, as soon as they're like, yeah, we're going to get Will Ferrell to be a NASCAR driver, they're like, here's $72 million. Uh, and it, 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 you know, it made $163 million. So, it was very successful.
1: Yeah, it made a pretty decent little profit. I mean, for... You know, kind of a smaller comedy movie about NASCAR. I mean, it's, it's probably
0: made a billion dollars off of DVD sales and rentals. Um, yeah, because well, <laughs> this is this is a movie
1: that probably got rented a lot, and then um, you know, which is funny because like I know I have a copy of this somewhere. Could not fucking find it last night at all. Really? So I had to end up renting it. But I think the copy that I have isn't the unrated, and I wanted to watch the unrated because they keep a lot of the profanity in it, uh, and I think some of the jokes are a little bit longer. Um, but, uh, like, the thing when he's, like, getting his arm fucking about to be broke by Gerard... I think he has even more in the unrated version that he. I says, love that
0: scene too, by the way, because it's so casual, and they're having like just a conversation while yeah. his arms getting the yeah. And Cal's arm.
1: just like Cal's like, but man, it's like they're like little they're like little thin pancakes, man. Like, oh, I ate some for breakfast things. this morning. It's he was like, like yeah. yeah. He was like, I he's like, I like those too. He's yeah, like, th- I ate a whole mess of them this morning, man. Everybody's like,
0: it's pretty fair compromise. It's like you think <laughs> so, you think so, and he's like, I mean, man, it is a pretty fair uh, compromise. So you think I should say it? Nah. Nah.
1: <laughs> Break my arm, Frenchie. And he's. Ah. Oh, God, he actually broke it. <laughs> and then he's like trying to cut the cast off later with a fucking saw. And you're like, Oh, God, no, don't do that. I was like, Is he going to chop his own hand off? Right. Is that
0: going to be like a joke in the movie? He's where like, ah.
1: just, he just saws <laughs> his hand off. He's like sawing it through his own cast. It's like, oh. No, don't do that. That's why they have the doctor do that. Yeah, That's they, fucking terrible. They have a little
0: saw that they can't like cut your skin open that just. It's made to that cut splits cast the cast off. open. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you want a doctor to do it. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a medical pod. medical uh, medical. Med, 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 med. Wow. Dragon's okay. milk is
1: eleven percent alcohol. <laughs> this
0: isn't a medical. I know how to say the word. Uh, <laughs> this isn't a medical podcast. But we do know. Do not cut your own cast off your arm. Right. That's uh, a bad. You're gonna have a bad time. Uh, there's um, some pretty interesting uh, early casting choices that could have happened here. Uh, before we get too far into it, Samuel Jackson was considered as Lucius. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, as the crew chief. Yeah, but I think Michael Clark D- Duncan was the right choice. He is amazing on this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael J. Fox was the original choice for Jean Girard. Ger- uh, oh, man. <laughs> Michael J. Fox would have knocked it out of the park. I'm glad it was Sasha Barry Como, but, man, Michael J. Fox no. would have been
1: fun to see uh, he would have uh, No, the, the only thing is like the realism part of my brain because uh because uh, michael j fox would probably be about the appropriate size for an f1 driver typically they're very small they're kind of like jockeys and horse racing yeah sasha's way too big. sasha's actually kind of way too big to be will an Ferrell f1 driver too. will ferrell's kind of big for a nascar driver yeah. but in a stock car you've got a little bit more headroom then you do... Like, in an F1 car, it's not so much headroom because it's an open cockpit. Yeah, but Sasha you' Cohen... Can, and your Will, legs can only be so long.
0: Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen and Will Ferrell are both basically basketball players. Like, they're both, like, really tall. Like Will like Ferrell's, like,
1: 6'4"? I think he's, like, 6'4", and then I think Sasha's 6'5".
0: Yeah, so they're way too big to be race car yeah. drivers.
1: Probably the tallest guy that I think that they've had in Formula 1 is... Probably Justin Wilson and Justin Wilson, I think, was like six two or six three, and he was considered a giant in F one. They had to custom modify his pedals when he raced for uh, what was it, Jordan? When he raced for Jordan, right? I think he raced for Eddie Jordan. They had to custom modify his pedals to put them further into the nose. Yeah, cause what's because because like, his legs are too long. Because <laughs> what's
0: like Lewis Hamilton. He's like five ten.
1: Lewis is like five eight, I think. Oh wow, he's shorter. Okay, yeah. So
0: that, that's probably, like, around Max's height, too, right? Like, the Max might be 5'9", maybe, like, an inch taller or something like that. I'm sure I remember
1: because Ricardo, uh, Ricardo is considered, like, one of the taller guys, and I think Ricardo's, like, 5'10", or 5'11", Max is, like, 5'8", or 9", I think.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Typically, F1 drivers
1: has. are very small. Because... So
0: Michael J. Fox would have been realistic. He would have been hilarious, and it's my. But J.
1: Sasha Fox. is fucking hilarious in this, and yeah. it's always it always kind of gets me because like sometimes like whenever I see like Daniel Ricardo, I, I to me he reminds me of Sasha Baron Cohen because of like his face, you know. He just kind of he to me he kind of reminds me of, like Sasha with more of a tan, you know. He's just not as funny. He, no, Ricardo is pretty funny for F1. Yes. Because he's like he's a big practical joker and he likes to mess with people. Um,
0: but uh, Jack Black, of course, was an original uh, 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 choice for Cal. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, uh, not John C. Rally. Is Jack Black? That would have been
1: pretty funny to see Jack Black as Cal. Uh,
0: Jack Black might have been a little too oversized to be a NASCAR driver as well. Uh, although there are, there are slimmer versions of Jack Black in some of his movies, he just likes to eat. He'll Ooh. tell you that himself. Yeah. I've seen interviews. he's just like, I can slim down. I can totally slim down. He's like, but I like to eat. Right. Yeah, he's, he's all, he's it depends tall.
1: on what role he's doing. If, yeah. he, if he needs to be skinnier for like a role, he'll he'll, he'll go back to that like kind of a diet. Yeah. But then when he doesn't have to, he's like, fuck it. So
0: I'm, I'm Jack Black. <laughs> right. You know what you're getting when you're getting Jack Black. Yeah. Uh,
1: Ellen was actually
0: an early choice to play Carly. Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Is Ricky's wife like, that would have just, I think, she wouldn't have been the same character if it was Ellen.
1: No, because I can't imagine Ellen playing like the, uh, like the, the, the driver's wife bimbo that Carly is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: like she doesn't. She, she would be playing like kind of a totally different version of that. Um, I'd almost think she would make more sense as like. Um, as Ricky Bobby's mom instead of Jane Lynch. Maybe. Yeah, because
0: there's nothing d- dissing because like Jane Lynch is only like seven years older than Will Ferrell. Yeah. And, but she like, plays
1: like playing a, like a like a much older lady in this movie pretty well.
0: Yeah. And like Gary Cole, he's only like 11 years older than Will Ferrell. Yeah. And you know, he's, he's his dad in the movie. And uh, Hank Arzaria was like the original choice for Reese. Uh, Bobby. Oh,
1: Reese Bob. Yeah. The uh, dad. So that that's now, could kinda... have been funny, but I almost don't th- I don't know if you could have. Once you see Gary Cole play Reese, you're like, I, who else could have done this?
0: Hank would have made it the character more cartoony. Yeah. Like Gary made it really down to earth. So I think that's. Yeah. Uh, I think it worked. You got a little bit more of that redneck feel to it. With Gary Cole? Uh, with Gary Cole yeah. doing it because, you know, he it's... just. And Alicia Silverstone was an early choice for Carly, which would have been, like... I just I just can't imagine how amazing that would have
1: been. That would have been interesting.
0: But uh, they already had to... I think it would have been too much epicness. Like, it would have just, like, made you forget a little bit about Ricky Bobby.
1: Because his, his wife would have been Alicia Alicia would have Alicia been too much, because
0: you already have Molly Shannon in it, which already... You know she
1: she steals she, every single scene she's in
0: because she's in the scene with the guy that's supposed to be what those scenes are about, which is her husband. I forget that guy's name. Well, I, it's
1: uh, I, it's Dennett Junior. It's
0: not in the movie. I mean oh. his real name. Oh like that oh yeah I him.
1: forgot what his real life name is.
0: I forget what his name is, but like the points of those scenes are supposed to be about him and Molly Shannon just steals them she's yeah and then like one of the scenes that i always like is whenever like molly's talking to ricky bobby yeah like after he won the race and stuff and he's like she's already drunk or whatever and she's like yeah you know it all yeah crazy and i'm like that's awesome that's like great snl chemistry yeah and some superstar the, the, the stuff. Superstar. super yeah it's just like it, it's really good to see them two on screen together when you're watching this movie you're like yeah this is yeah. awesome
1: the, the part that always gets me is like when they're up in the, uh, up in like the owner's box or whatever. And she was like, uh, she was like, one thing I do like is the vibrations from these cars and like, they, you know, like they're going by and she's like, ah, yeah, she's
0: like orgasm She's like orgasm
1: because it's like a giant vibrator. She's like, ah, our like, point of all this is put Molly Shannon and more shit. Right. Tina Fey, hook up your buddy and put her in something, you know? Yeah,
0: goddamn, she's so talented. She steals everything that she's done always.
1: I think she would be really good. Like, Molly Shannon would be one of those women that could work in something like a Parks and Rec or, like, Veep, you know? Mm -hmm. Because instead of, like, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Which, not to say anything bad about Julia Louis-Dreyfus. she's a national treasure. She's awesome, right? Um... Uh, but like, I, I wonder what Molly Shannon could do with the role like that. Well, yeah, you know? like, I or having her be like the the uh, lady that you know from Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bill, I forgot her character name. It's Amy Poehler's character. What the hell's her name in Parks and Rec?
0: Oh, you're talking about yeah. Leslie?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder what that would have been like with Molly Shannon. But you know, it'd be interesting.
0: Now yeah. I don't know if she could have played. You know, Leslie is good as Amy Poehler, but there are characters on there that I know she could have pay, played better than those characters that played them, because um, like, it would have been cool for her to be like, because everybody hates the the, the the chick that played on, uh, I forget her name, but she played on both Parks and Rec and The Office. Everyone kind of hates that chick. Um,
1: <laughs> I think of who you're talking about, and I can't think of her name now. Because it's
0: literally, like, everyone's least favorite chick on both the shows. And she's, like, a main character, basically, on both the shows. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, she's just awful. But, and then she was in I Think I Love You, Man, or whatever. Which she was, she was kind of bad in that, too. (laughs) Yeah, she was.
1: There's some actors that, like, you know, for some people, that it's just, like, they just don't grab your attention. Or you just, you don't really get into them much. I, I
0: don't think... I don't think she's bad. I think how they wrote the character is bad, but if you put someone like Molly Shannon there, she's just such a lovable person right. that you couldn't hate the character how it was written. Like, like you know, there's certain people that can pull those things off. Like, it, there's multiple comedy movies where there's, like, these horrible characters in them that people are like, I love it, because, you know, like a Chris Pratt or something plays in, and you're just like, eh, you can't hate that guy. Right, yeah. You know? Uh, only only chance people's like i did hate chris pratt it's like yeah yeah, yeah i know infinity war whatever whatever right get, up, get over it It was part of the plot yeah doesn't it feel good now doesn't it feel good now right <laughs>
1: um but uh yeah it's and like the thing about this and this will kind of lead me to like my first point uh that i have here on the hate comments is that uh, because this was an Adam McKay movie? Because Adam McKay works with Will Ferrell all the time. Yes. He's actually worked with John C. Riley a bunch too. Because was it Adam McKay that did Stubbrothers? Brothers? I forgot who directed Stubbrothers. Brothers. Uh, yeah, I think it was Adam. Was McKay. it Adam McKay? Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting because uh, people, when they were watching this, hated the way that the comedy style worked on this. They didn't like the way that like the jokes and stuff were set up on this. And it, to me it's like uh well I'll say this and then I'll, I'll and then I'll read the comment, right? right? It's like the thing about like there's different types of like comedy really. And one of the styles of comedy that you can have is very dialogue heavy. Mm-hmm. Like um Apatow's movies are very much like that. Kevin Smith's movies are very dialogue heavy. Kevin Smith's movies have a ton of dialogue in them. You know, especially if you watch something like Chasing Amy, it's it's almost entirely clerks. dialogue. Clerks is very much dialogue. Like it's just like you will occasionally have like something going on like them doing the hockey game on top of the store and like stuff like that, but it's very like conversation driven and I, that was one of the things I know Kevin Smith always said that like he got his idea of, like, clerks and, like, his writing style from Tarantino. Tarantino, Cause yeah. he I remember him telling the story. Him and Jason Mewes do this thing called, like, What's in the Box? It's, like, an unboxing thing on his YouTube channel. And people, like, send him shit, and he just opens it. And it's, like, toys and collectible stuff or Hopefully whatever. Hopefully
0: one time it won't be a bomb. Right, yeah. What's in the box? <laughs> Boom. Okay, yeah. this channel is over. Yeah. This uh. channel
1: has been deleted. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. 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 But uh, uh, but yeah, like you know, Kevin Smith has always said that like you know when he watched the when he watched Reservoir Dogs, he was like holy fuck. He's like you can actually make a movie like that that is very like conversation dialogue driven, and then have like the story bits kind of take place every so often and then you have these big conversational bits and he was like fuck if he can make movies doing that he's like i know i can write stuff like that
0: yeah reservoir dogs is the reason that uh kevin smith and robert rodriguez exist and probably guy Ritchie.
1: yeah there's a lot of guys that took a lot of influence from tarantino because he kind of changed the prototype of what it takes to to write a movie because there's a lot of people that take from especially in comedy because you can see Kevin Smith trying to emulate some of that Tarantino-type stuff with some of the dialogue in his movies, you know? And it's... Uh, it, like, when I, when I was reading this, I was like, oh, man, this is just kind of crazy. So it says, uh, Talladega Nights is what happens when you let the actors write their own material. Someone used to tell Will Ferrell that just because he can get laughs with other people's material doesn't mean he can write a movie. Uh, Since much of the material is obviously improvised on set, one becomes uncomfortable watching the actors trying to make something happen and make the scene funny. And that's exactly what you get, is a patchwork of forced, protracted scenes that have no connection to the overall story.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, it seemed like a pretty uh, simple story to... uh to follow i mean adam mckay uh wrote it with will ferrell so it it wasn't one of those things where it was like hey will you can write your own stuff it was adam mckay who also directed anchorman yeah um in vice uh which i think he won an oscar for or was nominated for an oscar
1: for vice
0: um oh i don't remember Did he? Did he win? Didn't he also do
1: semi-pro? Wasn't he also Uh, semi-pro?
0: Actually, let's see. uh, I know Adam McKay won an Oscar in 2016 for best uh, written adapted screenplay, and I think that was for The Big Short. Um, But uh, as far as directors, uh, I mean, Adam McKay. uh, His first movie was uh, Anchorman. Then he did Talladega Nights. Then he did Step Brothers. The Other Guys. Anchorman 2. The Big Short, which he won an Oscar for. Uh, Vice. Yeah, so those are the movie, those movies that Adam McKay has directed. So, no, he didn't direct Semi-Pro. Um, oh, okay. I
1: kept, I'm kept. i trying to remember because we, we covered Semi-Pro. We covered I Semi-Pro. I um, forgot who directed that now
0: i think i i have i I don't know i don't know yet but i'm i want to say that was todd phillips but
1: uh shit i can't remember now but um but yeah he's uh yeah the the other guys he was a producer for that
0: kent yeah kent alterman um is um yeah the guy that directed sim opera okay um, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's, uh, one of the better directors that's around right now. And, um, I think him and Will Ferrell knows what they're doing because they're successful and they, you know, uh, Will Ferrell is a comedy legend. I mean, he is possibly this generation's Robin Williams. Cause Jim Carrey can't be because he was the same gem- generation as Robin Williams. <laughs>
1: Yeah, although you know their their styles are very similar because they're very much about voices and crazy faces and well yeah no one really comedy but they are kind of from the same era.
0: They are from the same exact era. I was watching a old speech that I that I seen back in the day when I was younger. But whenever um um Robin Williams won an award like a comedy award or whatever. And uh, one of the people that he even mentions in it about how hard it is to even get recognized as a comedian was Jim Carrey directly in the crowd. And there was other comedians there, but Jim Carrey directly is one of the people that Robin Williams mentioned. He was like, "Yeah, Jim, you know how hard it is." And like, like there, literally, there was like a bunch of comedians in the crowd. But he's like, "Yeah, Jim, you know how hard it is to do this." Because I think Robin Williams connected that those two guys were were tr- two of the people that were trying to do literally everything, right? And we're doing everything.
1: <laughs> well, and that's one of the things. Since we're on, since we're on the topic, is that like there's a very there's a lot of similarities because uh, you know Jim Carrey eventually wanted to do more dramatic stuff. Like Truman's Show has funny moments, but it's mostly a drama for the for the vast majority of that movie. And then you know you look at stuff that. Um, like uh, I was trying to think, like because Robin Williams he did like Dead Poets Society, and well, he did like Goodwill Honey Fisher King, and, and stuff
0: like that. But like the time that Robin Williams won the award, it wasn't popular for uh, comedians to win the award, uh, awards for anything. And uh, like Jim Carrey just did Man on the Moon, yeah, which is one of the best movies Jim Carrey's ever done or any comedians ever done. Like, that movie is perfect, and it was a story about a real person, Andy Kaufman, which was the whole reason that Jim Carrey got into comedy in the first place. Right. and Kaufman's uh,
1: a big influence on a lot of people.
0: A lot of people. Like, even, like, Robin Williams in that speech that I was talking about, he even, uh, whenever he talks about Jim Carrey, and he's like, I know know how hard it is, and he does his thing or whatever, and then he says, thank you very much. He goes yeah. into that voice real quick for Jim and Jim's just like
1: Yeah Yeah, props man. Yeah props for... man, you know. <laughs> you know, he was
0: just like he was just kinda saying to like Jim's like you should've won an Oscar or something for that. At least something, but he didn't. He yeah. didn't win anything for it. And
1: that's I mean, if you ever watch Man on the Moon, you're like, Man, he has basically become Andy Kaufman. There were songs in that movie.
0: made about Jim Carrey's portrayal of Andy Kaufman. <laughs>
1: Didn't like, REM do a song? REM, yeah, yeah. It
0: was called "Man on the Moon" and yeah. it was made for the movie, right? Like because th- that movie was so amazing, and it's just um, it's a shame, you know. Whenever, you know, those things pass, you can't ever get something forward after the fact, you know. So it's it's just so, you know, like. But if you know, it's a little off subject. But if you, if you go back. You'll see a lot of movies that won Oscars that you're like I've never even heard of this.
1: Right. Well, and and that's one of the things too about like Farrell's performances I think a lot of times is that um in this movie like, you know, like they're saying that it's a lot of improv because they just kind of let you know cuz you have really good comedians like Will Ferrell and Sasha Baron Cohen, but then you've also got, you know, guys like John's like John C Riley Who can do serious stuff, but he also likes to do comedies too. And so you have these guys playing off of each other, trying to figure out what's the funniest thing. So you're
0: telling me, let's get this straight. So you're telling me these guys don't understand a guy that graduated from the groundlings when you cast him. Or if you go to watch him, you don't think his movies are going to be mostly improv?
1: He graduated from the groundlings which is an improv group. One of the greatest in the world. It's pretty much like... What's the top three? It's the Groundlings, Second City, and Upright Citizens Brigade, right? Yes. That's like the top three. Like, And then there's... Um, and there's Amy
0: Poehler won, uh, runs one of them.
1: Uh, I think it's the one in New York. That's Upright Citizens Brigade, yeah. I think. Second City is, is out of Chicago, obviously.
0: Chicago, and then yeah. L.A. You go to L.A., which is the Groundlings.
1: Uh <laughs> So it's kind of like, you know, the middle of the country, the east and the west. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, cuz uh, uh So everything you do when you go to New
0: York basically still runs through Amy Poehler. Um still to this day. She runs uh Upright Citizens Brigade cuz that's where uh Shepherd uh, Shepard and Melissa McCarthy and stuff like that went to. Um, uh
1: little known actress called Aubrey Plaza.
0: Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. You <laughs> might have you might have heard of her.
1: <laughs> you might have heard of her, yeah,
0: yeah. But the, I mean, these are these are some of the uh, uh, you know these are improv comedians, and they um, yeah you cast them, you know that they can improv, you let them improv, and you know you take multiple takes and then put the best one in the movie. That's that's how comedy works a lot of times because you're trying to connect with the audience. It's like Robin Williams says. Back to Robin Williams, comedy's hard. Because you have to be able to connect to uh, a lot of people with the same joke. As stand up, stand up, you're working one crowd at a time. Uh, comedy and movies, you're working basically the entire world to see if they'll laugh. Yeah. You know, and who knows? Who knows what anyone will think is funny? There's not, not everyone in the world is going to think any one thing is funny. It's just impossible. All you can hope is most people will.
1: Yeah. Well, just uh, just so you get an idea here, uh, which is actually kind of interesting because uh, if if uh, Polar is running Upright Citizens Brigade, that's not where she started. So this is a list of people that came out of Second City, and this is basically like, uh, uh, like a Hall of Fame of Comedy right here. So this is just Second City improv troupe, right? So when you have names like Bill Murray... Gilda Radner, John Candy, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Del Close, which I actually don't know, really, uh, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, Nia Vardalos, uh, Ryan Stiles, Mike Myers, Steve Carell, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Stephen Colbert, and that's just the list that they have on here. Okay, how many of those people are, like, legends? <laughs> John Candy, Bill Murray, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, Kathleen O'Hara, pretty much. Ryan Styles, I think he would be, because Ryan Styles still does. Um, what is it? Uh, whose line is it anyway? Right. Yep. Yeah, Mike Myers, legend. Steve Carell, legend. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Colbert. All those guys came out of Second City. So, you know, if you look at something like the Groundlings, I have to look up the Groundlings because I don't remember exactly what they're.
0: Yeah, we we don't have to do all that right here. That's.
1: <laughs> I yeah. want to look up research. Damn it, no. Uh, but like the groundlings, like that's one of the things that's like, if you're part of that group, like, you know, that's one of the things that if you're going to bring in people and I don't remember where John C. Riley came from, he didn't come from a comedy group. He had like a regular acting yeah, degree so. or yeah, something, right? Be. He went to like a traditional acting school, um, which, uh, Farrell went to USC, didn't he? Yeah. Farrell went to USC. That's why he's a big US USC alumni guy. Yeah, He, went to USC. he goes to football games and stuff all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Will Ferrell's from the Groundlings.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, but that's the thing. It's, like, if you if you hire somebody who came from one of those, like, you know, uh, improv comedy groups like that, you have to let them do their thing. And the idea that, like, you're going to bring in Will Ferrell and you're just going to have him stick to a script that you wrote, you're not really using his talents. Because the thing about him, and even Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, is oh, that they didn't they're... write a script to this movie yeah yeah, yeah i know but i'm saying like <laughs> if you say if you did write a script to this movie and you're like okay well here's the script for talladega nights it's not gonna feel like it's really ricky bobby because it's not will ferrell coming up with the stuff for ricky it's like well he, we're just gonna give you this and you have to you read know it.
0: that's why you have to cast people like jane lynch and gary cole and you know um uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and John C. Riley and Michael Clark Duncan and even um, even the Leslie the Bid. pit crew uh, people like they were so great because
1: uh, oh the uh, guy who plays Glenn yeah
0: uh, what's his name Dan he's from he's from Thirty Rock uh, yeah
1: yeah because that's where I remember him from yeah,
0: yeah. He, he, which spoiler alert if you never watched Thirty Rock he's immortal in that um, that's true. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> i didn't um, really i've never really watched Dirty rock
1: that much i think i've seen like one or two episodes but uh, it's
0: such a good show um i'm surprised they didn't yeah andy that.
1: richter and amy adams are in this too so yeah, yeah. amy
0: adams which i always 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 get confused for jack, jack mcbrayer jack mcbrayer yeah, yeah he is amazing uh
1: and then uh david Keckner is one of their guys in the uh, yeah, pit david crew David yeah yeah
0: but it's just a yeah Amy Adams, like I always, like I said, always get Amy Adams confused for Isla Fisher. Like those I, I just, did
1: that too because I kept thinking, like, oh, that's cool, they put Isla Fisher in this movie, and I'm like, no shit, this is Amy Adams. This Damn is it. Amy Adams.
0: This is Amy <laughs> Adams. You have to tell yourself, it's like, Am I, this is Amy Adams. Different but hot redhead. I al- always do that. I think I said this in another episode that we recorded. You got to remember the one with the most talent. Is Amy Adams right? So the one that's that's just hot is Sasha Baron Cohen's
1: wife. Yeah, and you know, props to Sasha because uh, he he married a smoke show. Yes, did (laughs) not to say that Amy Adams isn't. She's definitely cute in her own right. Uh, uh,
0: Amy Adams is just as hot because I get them confused. Right, but Amy Adams also has talent. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Isla, not to shit on Isla, she's she's hot, but she has not the talent Amy Adams has. Right, not like the that, same the level. the White Snake scene that they do in this movie, no way in hell Isla Fisher could have pulled that off.
1: Right, oh, where she like goes across the table to that to, whole like, little interaction of with Ricky? Will
0: Ferrell to to get through that scene with the Will Ferrell. Ask anyone that was on the set of Saturday Night Live with Will Ferrell how hard that would actually be without laughing. Right. There's scenes that are cut in this movie, and you can see Sasha Baron Cohen laughing. Right. And they have to cut it.
1: Because he's about to break character. He's
0: about to break because of Will Ferrell. Yeah. They had to do it in Anchorman and in Anchorman 2 with basically everyone on set, because like, there were supposed to be like uh, the warm-ups that Will Ferrell would do on Anchorman and stuff like that. Like, Christina Applegate would just start laughing. Oh, like the
1: unique New York, unique New York, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, there's like there's one of them where he's just like, they saved all the children. They saved all the children, and she's just like, just just keeps laughing, and they're they're just like, you have to have a straight face. This is supposed to be like a routine for you, and she's like, how? How the fuck do I? The best take that they get is just kind of like her smiling for a minute, and then just like clenching her face right that's so like that she the best one break. yeah like it's like the best it's one like ah, guys
1: like that's probably not the best but we're gonna have to take it because that's the only one where she didn't yeah, laugh that's the know? only
0: one she didn't burst in laughter <laughs> right
1: face. it's like the one when they at the end of these when it's like uh when they do like all of the uh, the blown takes of them trying to do the 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 sponsorship thing. like big, big red, red then fuck, fuck you, you. <laughs> yeah Oh, that one was great. Uh, yeah, man, I
0: wish that was a real Big Red commercial. Yeah, I'd buy more more Big Red. Because yeah. that gum only lasts like 15 seconds. But I'd probably buy some more. <laughs> if, like, there, like if I've seen Will Ferrell in the commercial and he's like, if you don't like Big Red, then you and right. stuff like that, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go get some Big Red. I kind of
1: want to get some Big Red, yeah. I'm kind of feeling the cinnamon thing now. Yeah. uh, <laughs> uh There's a... There's another one where it's like, it's like every year packs of stray dogs take over our community and he just, he breaks immediately. Yeah. And John C. Riley's just like, he's howling because he's like, because you see Will Ferrell, like he can't even get the sentence out of his brain because he knows how stupid it is. You know, (laughs) and he just, he starts to break and then John C. Riley just like busts out laughing. And it's like, I don't know how they got through most of that movie because it's like, because Will's just making everybody laugh their ass off. But that's the thing. It's like when when people are talking about like you know this is what happens when you let you know th- these comedy guys write their own material. It's like what comedy? You, yeah, you actually get good comedy out of it because like that's one of the things that I think people uh, forget about sometimes is that if you have somebody who is super talented like Will Ferrell or like John C. Riley for example or or Sasha for that matter, they always work best when they're able to. Uh, flesh funny. out flush out the characters on their own. Because it's not as funny if they just gave lines for Farrell to say and it's like, well, this is what we want Ricky and Bobby to say, and it's like, Yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna come up with my own stuff.
0: Look, because do you Fer- know the
1: character better than the writer does?
0: Will Farrell doesn't need Wanda Sykes to make him funny, only Chris Rock does. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was funny in Dogma. Well, that was Kevin Smith. That was Kevin Smith. Is she, Chris Rock a fraud? I think so. Is he up Wanda there with...
0: Sykes is the real funny. Is he up there with Amy
1: Schumer? <laughs> he, I don't know. Amy Schumer is like... She's a real she joke
0: thief. Like, she Like, she literally just like broke into people's houses. And, and stole
1: their shit. Yeah. Stole their notebooks. Yeah. Like, like um, Steve showed me a video on YouTube of, like, a side-by-side comparison of, like, a yeah. joke from TV or from, like, somebody's stand-up act, and then, like, the exact same joke on, like, you know, Inside Amy Schumer, where she stole, like, the exact same fucking joke, yeah, maybe changed TV. a couple of words, she stole from Mad TV constantly. She raped Mad TV. right. Wait, R- TV needs then to she get a kidding I she and get didn't tested. even know who
0: Patrice O'Neill was, and I'm like, that is a fucking. Lie. I don't
1: know who he is. It's like, oh, the fuck do you not know who Patrice O'Neill is, man? You're a man. comedian. Yeah, you're it's a comedian. It's like being a
0: comedian and saying, I, I've never heard of this. What what? Richard Pryor? What? Who's this? It's like, yeah, you're a fucking liar. Get it? Right.
1: It would be like somebody being an actor, and it's like, yeah, you stole that from DiCaprio. Who Who's DiCaprio? Who
0: is this. Li-
1: Leonardo?
0: Leonardo?
1: Di- DiCaprio or DiCaprio something? DiCaprio
0: is like, come on, man.
1: Come yeah, on. you come on. You, yeah. you, you stole that shit from Leo, it's man. He's like one
0: of the greatest actors of all time. You seriously never heard of him? Come on, man. Get the fuck out of my face.
1: <laughs> You're uh, off. So what we'll do, we'll go and take a break here, <laughs> and then when we come back, uh, we will uh, We'll we'll talk about... Let's see, what are were, what were we going to talk about next? Okay, okay. I know what we'll talk about next. We'll talk about how... Um, uh, this movie is just like really basic on its NASCAR premise.
0: It's a basic bitch. It's a
1: basic bitch. Is well, let's basically learn what about people are saying. Basic
0: bitchness. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I've been stuffed in your pocket. 100 days When I don't get my bath I take it out on the slaves So grease up your baby For a ball on the hill I'll polish them rockets now And swallow those pills And say oh. Space lone mother." My blood will have been licking your wounds Well, I shave off the fish now. In a scope of your chicken, you'll save me off oh. the
1: mother And we're back We're back bitches And no. we're all jacked up on Mountain
0: Dew <laughs> That was of course the legendary monster magnet, face yes. lord,
1: yeah. mother, mother. <laughs> yeah. Oh man,
0: so good. Let's get some sh- to some shitty comments. Now. Right? Yeah. Oh, Let's we're do it.
1: Oh, we're knee deep in this shit now. Um, so, uh, so this one it says, uh, they also spelled this wrong because they spelled Bobby wrong. How the fuck, how you the do,
0: fuck do you do that? I don't know. Oh, God.
1: <laughs>
0: so, uh, <laughs> even drunk, I would never spell Bobby wrong. I don't know. You know how great I write poems. Right.
1: Mind. Yeah. It's like wait until Steve has a few drinks and then see him try to write poetry. It's fucking hilarious.
0: Drunk poetry is the best. I would definitely host a drunk poetry night. A drunk Poetry Slam. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be fucking epic. I guarantee you that would be gold. But yeah. continue. Okay,
1: so it says... Uh, Ricky Bobby was such an ego-driven slimeball that I, I could find no sympathy for him. This movie badly needed a hero and we never find one. Anyone who is even remotely a NASCAR fan should be incensed by how this film portrays their sport. The gay French Formula One driver really makes the a bad film worse. Just the fact that he was Frenchman from Formula 1 was enough to make him the, the anti-hero. But Farrell just had to take this uh, over the top also. Uh, the movie was greenlighted with a six-word pitch. Will Farrell is a NASCAR driver, which is what you said earlier. Yes. And the story, characters, and plot never really got beyond the six-word simplicity. Every character <laughs> in the film seems to have an IQ of 70 or less, and the jokes just aren't funny, and they keep coming, one awkwardly boring scene after boring scene. This is what happens when you let uh, demographics control movie making. Studio executives saw the, uh, the money that Farrell's last movies made uh, up until this point. This is 2006. And the NASCAR demographic and figured that people will flock to see it no matter how big of a dog it is. Uh, someone needs to grab Will Farrell and let him know that he can't write his, uh, his own name, much less a movie. I am so sick of people saying that Will Ferrell is a genius. He is not an amazing actor. He parades around on camera acting like an immature 10-year-old, and people think it's Oscar-worthy acting.
0: Oh, yeah, because who in comedy has ever went around acting immature and got super genius praises for it? Yeah, I mean, fuck you, James Belushi. <laughs> yeah, yeah basically what Adam this guy Adam Sandler. Said. Adam Sandler, you know. Some Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey. All of the greatest comedians of all time. You could even say Richard Pryor. Yeah. He did those movies with Gene Wilder, which are fucking like, amazing.
1: Yeah, which was fucking gold. Yeah. Gene Wilder, also. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's like the whole thing where it's like, well, basically they said, like, well, NASCAR's popular like, you know, with, like, southern people and stuff, so we'll we'll make a comedy movie that's Will Ferrell as a NASCAR driver and we, you know, we'll just kind of make fun of NASCAR and it's, yeah, there is some stuff about NASCAR that's kind of funny in this. Uh, but I don't think that it ever gets to the, to me, it doesn't get to the point where it feels like they're making fun of the sport. You know, it, it, it like, doesn't even feel horribly like, bad. it
0: doesn't even feel like to me that they're making fun of any demographic. They're just trying They're to me, they're just trying to make it funny. Like, because cause me, to me, it doesn't... I mean, they got Dale Earn, uh, Earnhardt Jr. to be in this movie.
1: Yeah, and if that's they, pretty funny. He has a little cameo with this.
0: If they thought that's just like, yeah, this movie's about, you know, fuck NASCAR, it's way too easy. For one, they wouldn't have got all the sponsors they got for this to be in this movie. Oh, yeah. If they were just like, no, it was good exposure. They actually had um, uh, Will Ferrell, John C. Rowley, and Sasha Baron Cohen actually come out um, to a NASCAR actual NASCAR race and announced the race. Which, oh, okay. Uh, and press for this movie came out. Was it at Talladega? Uh, I think it might have been. Okay. Uh, I, I don't. I, I didn't uh, confirm that. So that's 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 not bad. But it was a race. I think it was Talladega though. Uh, that might make more sense. Yeah. And they had um, they had uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley come out as their characters. But of course, everyone knows those people. But they announced, uh, Sacha Baron Cohen as a French, uh, a French actor. Oh. Because he wanted him to, because yeah. he wanted to come out in character, because Sasha Baron Cohen, as you know, is insane. Right. And he likes <laughs> fucking with people, and they boot yes. him immediately. Oh, yeah. NASCAR, when they're like, this is a French, this is a French person. Yeah. They booed him immediately, and they're yeah. like, this is gonna work. Yeah, they're like this is gonna work, but, it, but like um, you know, uh, Jean Girard's not really a bad guy in this movie.
1: No, he
0: he actually just he he's pretty much nice through the whole movie. Yeah, you know he's just like I want someone to beat me so I can retire and go do shit with my husband. Right. Yeah. But I I I I can't give this up unless someone can beat me.
1: Because he's like he's not just gonna willingly walk away from yeah. it. He has to kind of he's like he's looking yeah. for, he he's the he's the old orc in Skyrim looking for a good death. <laughs> exactly. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, he is.
1: Yeah. He's like I want somebody to knock me off the pedestal so that I can I can just sort of bow out because I know that I was soundly beaten by somebody. And I love and, this
0: comically insane French accent. Right. Yeah. It's just so Ricky fun. Booby. Was, yeah. Booby. Yeah.
1: It's very. Yeah. And that's the thing about Sasha is that like he can speak multiple languages, and and some of them he can actually speak en- enough that he can get a character by. Like that was one of the things that he said uh, when they were working on the Bruno movie, which is one of the movies I do want to do eventually. Uh, but in the, during the Bruno movie, he said that he knows about uh, about thirty to forty percent German. He knows enough German that he can hold a conversation for a while without somebody knowing that he's not actually German, you know. So or, he or would that have he's... been
0: better in the Inglorious Bastards than Michael Fassbender's character who fucked up.
1: Probably, yeah. <laughs> so he would have been better uh, spy. Yeah, probably, yeah, because he he knows a decent chunk of German because like all the times that he's played like Bruno for like HBO and. And different stuff, and then of course you had to definitely play them in the play them in the movie. Uh, but you know, well, in the movie, Bruno is actually Austrian, but they speak German, you know, because the countries are linked. But yeah. that was one what, of the things. How are they linked? <laughs> Gee, I wonder. <laughs> World War Two. <II. laughs> Why do you think Arnold wanted to get the fuck out of Austria? Fucking Austria. But hey, if, Austria, Arnold. if, 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 if Austria gave us anything, though, they did give us Red Bull. So we can be happy about that.
0: You owe us that
1: much. It should
0: be free in America. Right, yeah. It literally should be free. Because you guys were allied with Nazis. <laughs>
1: Red Bull should be free in America. Dietrich Medizich is like, fuck no. Yeah. No.
0: Hashtag you owe us. Get this trending, everyone. Yeah. Hashtag you owe us, Red Bull. Right. We're allying with Nazis.
1: <laughs> Dietrich Medizic is probably like, but I, you know, I, I, I wasn't even alive then. It's <laughs> like, oh,
0: you didn't know... You have to pay forever for shit your ancestors did. That's the
1: world we live in. Right. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Your ancestors
0: make you pay for hundreds and hundreds of years right no matter what you did
1: yeah because we still carry a lot of baggage with us and we're two white dudes god we're responsible for like most of the atrocities in the fucking world right and i've done nothing and i haven't done shit i've I played was a lot of, of
0: video games and drink beer but i yeah. am fucking a piece of shit apparently you know, yeah
1: if you go by lineage <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, <laughs>
0: damn i said goddamn,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. i say god damn son <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah we're yeah it's because like our generation's responsible for racism, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: it started here, right? <laughs> it's like
1: yeah, we had nothing to do with that. Like I, you know, I mean, it's like <laughs> that's the, the but that's one of the things though is that like when you look at like this kind of stuff like like nationalism type stuff like you said like they brought him out and they announced him as being French and he immediately got booed. Yeah, and it's like that's one of the things. that's like. I think that's why Sasha does so well in his in his comedy, playing these different characters like uh, like Borat and Bruno and these characters that are from like different countries, because you know a lot of times Americans aren't, especially Southern Americans, and we live in the South, we live in Alabama, so we know what it's like.
0: I wouldn't just say Southern Americans,
1: but I mean, th- but there's a lot of America in in general that just doesn't like foreign people, right? If yeah, you have an accent, total
0: xenophobia. Yeah,
1: if you have an accent then it, people generally are going to be, you know, kind of wary of you. Like, what the fuck is up with this dude? You know, and it's, but that's the thing about Sasha is he's so good at making people uncomfortable with shit like that. But he's basically pointing to it and going like, look, you don't like Jean Gerard just simply because he's a French guy. And it's like, well, no, he's French and he's gay. And it's like, yeah, but what does that matter? He's a badass driver. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, the fact that he's gay, it, that's just his own personal life. He's just a badass driver, aside from that. No, you know?
0: I, w- I will say whenever he was announced, he was booed because he was French, not because he was gay.
1: Right, yeah, exactly. Probably so, wouldn't give a shit. No, I mean, because there's a whole... Like, no you one know, really
0: gives a shit about that anymore.
1: I mean, you're going to find some people that probably aren't going to be very uh, open-minded about that, but the idea that, like, somebody being gay as, like, the main thing about them and not, like, their talent level, you know, that that's going away. And now, it,
0: if it was, like, right after World War II or something like that, this, this this movie took place right after World War II and they're like, hey, we just signed a French race car driver, I would understand the booze.
1: But we but, were allied with the French, though, during World War II. And
0: they they, they basically surrendered. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, we were allied with them, but we did kind of feel like they were bitches. They were. So. They
0: weren't really fighters, they were just like, yeah, you guys deal with this uh but uh, but, you but know, anyway in america surrendering isn't an option you know this this yeah. type of american dang or machoism or whatever yeah it's, but I, it's just the fact they would have got booed after that but now it's like hey it's a french guy it's like okay cool there's like a bunch of french people over
1: here yeah well and, uh, and, and there's also some french race car drivers because if you look at uh just even indycar you have sebastian Bourdais and some impaginode you know and those guys are are you know like uh, sebastian Bourdais is actually born in le mans like his hometown is le mans france
0: yeah the point i was trying to make there's really no reason in like modern times for french people to get booed right and that's the overall point i was trying to make but in real life whenever they were making this movie and they announced him he got booed yeah uh and i don't remember if it was in talladega or if it was in indiana because I want to say it was not in Indiana, not in Talladega, actually.
1: Okay, so if it was at um, the Brickyard, maybe that might... Well, no, that's Indianapolis. That's maybe a little bit more forgiving than, say... If you had said it was in Talladega, I'd be like, eh, it kind of makes sense.
0: I just don't know if they would even be sober enough to boo that in <laughs> um, That's
1: true, yeah. Maybe maybe it's like a drunkenness thing. Yeah, but, or um,
0: maybe they're just like, what did they say? I don't know, I didn't hear them. Boo! You know who knows
1: why they booed. They're just like,
0: "Who's this tan guy?"
1: They don't know who he is. Yeah, <laughs> And they booed him. But that's the thing. Like Sasha loves stuff like that. Oh yeah, he so
0: he would jack off in their faces. He doesn't. Give uh, yeah, he
1: doesn't give a shit. <laughs> um, but you know that's just one of the things about Sasha's type of humor is that he likes to challenge people on things that that it makes people uncomfortable because like all of his characters from like Ali G to Borat to Bruno to the dictator character that he played in that movie. If you're not, he's all about pushing buttons and making people like really challenging their, what they're comfortable with.
0: Oh yeah. He definitely tests, test uh, boundaries. If you're not an open minded person, you you just do not like Sasha Baron Cohen. He's one of those guys that you have to have an open mind and a strong sense of comedy to like. Yes. Because if you don't have either one of those, you will fucking hate that guy. Yeah, because he does kind of want you to, but sometimes you just the comedy overwhelms you. <laughs> and then you're like, hey, I like this guy, and I do like this guy. So. Yeah.
1: Well, and like the th- like where it says in, in this paragraph where they're talking about like uh, everybody in the in the film seems to have like an IQ of 70, right? They're like Ricky, Ricky feels stupid, Cal feels stupid. Lucius feels stupid, like, his wife, like, everybody. Like, everybody feels stupid. Probably the only person in the movie that doesn't, you don't feel, like, is stupid is probably his mom. You know?
0: I don't know. I think Ricky's actually smart. I think he's just trying to, uh...
1: He's just naive.
0: He, he's naive, but he's trying to do everything for his dad.
1: Right. Because he wants his dad to be proud of him, and it's like his dad really doesn't give too much of a shit about him. Kyle's definitely dumb. Cal is pretty dumb. Cal's
0: easily manipulated. Um, um, uh, Ricky's uh, wife is. Uh, she just wants to. She's a gold be, digger. She's a gold digger. She wants to be whoever's number one, which at the end of the movie, she's probably not with whoever's going to be number one. Yeah. Uh, because he's just like, hey, I'm going to be with Amy Adams,
1: Susan. Susan in the yeah. movie, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, which is. You know, I mean. Uh, Chris Christy Teigen, I think, is her name. Isn't that her name? The the wife. Uh,
1: no, it's Carly. No, Carly, the, right? In
0: real life, her her real life name.
1: Oh, it's Le- Leslie Bibb.
0: Leslie Bibb is yes. Uh, okay. That's
1: that's that, she's the one that plays Carly Ricky's Ricky's okay, blonde. Okay, Leslie wife, yeah.
0: Bibb, and then you have Amy Adams, and then like, Amy Adams is just I don't know. They're really both very attractive. Um, yeah. So that's not really a bad thing, you know, um, so, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen's character gets to go off and be with his husband, which is, I, he's actually the winner to me. He's actually the winner of the end.
1: He's got all this money and he's has like this happy life.
0: Yeah. He, I think he actually wins. He's like, someone finally beat me. I get to go be with my husband. And uh, right. Um, you know, and his been, husband's
1: played by Andy Richter. Yeah. Andy Richter There's like which this. Is... Uh, yeah, this German dude.
0: Which he does a great job. He like, does a very two, good job in the extra like X-Men. two or three scenes that he's in. Yeah. Uh he does really good. The other um, thing
1: too that gets me is like when when Ricky goes to uh Gerard's house to like kind of confront him before that uh I, I think it's the race. Is it the race at Talladega at the end of the movie? Yeah, Not the, yeah, at Talladega yeah, at the yeah, end of the movie. Yeah. Um and uh he goes to Gerard's house and it's like uh, it's like and this is Breeze. And it's, like, Breeze. And it's like we are Breeze and it's like the two girls and it's like, they do everything together. They, you know, they they eat together. You know, they do all this stuff. They make, uh, they make toilet together. And then it's like one single plop. <laughs> you know, it's like, those two girls, like, they trip me out every time I see that.
0: The, uh, the painter that's painting whenever you go there, yeah. that's the actual painter that did it. Oh, really? Yes, they, they, they hired her to do the painting. Um... The commissioner do the painting, and they're like, "You just want to stay and just be the person, be in the scene." The person, and she was like, "Sure." So she's actually the person that painted <laughs> that painting, and she just oh, wow. to be in the scene.
1: Oh, so where is that painting now? Did anybody like? Did Did Sasha keep it? Or Sasha probably
0: kept he it. He probably kept yeah. it because I would imagine
1: that'd be something he would put in his house. Like because she's
0: his... an actual legit renowned artist. They they paid her like fifty thousand dollars to paint that to painting. paint that. Oh shit. It was not a cheap painting. It wasn't. It wasn't something. That was like we'll be like five grand to come paint. The, no, they paid her a lot of money. She
1: got paid painting. good money for that. Okay, well that's and pretty cool. She,
0: so it's probably Sasha Baron Cohen's or like Adam McKay's at least. Yeah, somebody probably took it with them. It's yeah. probably Sasha Baron Cohen's. Uh, yeah. So Isla Fisher was probably like, bring that, bring that home.
1: That's hilarious. Bring that home. Yeah, bring we, it.
0: We need that. Yeah, we need <laughs> that in our house. Yeah. Because you know, Isla has to be like a pretty hilarious chick. Like
1: well, if you're married life. to Sasha Baron Cohen, you you have to be uh very uh very like open, like open-minded and willing to understand, you know, like not he, everything he does is just to get a laugh. He's not like malicious or anything. Oh, yeah. You know, uh and it's like Isla Fisher, I think that, you know, she's one of those people like she She can't be like stuck up and be married to Sasha Baron Cohen because it just would not work. That marriage would just collapse in like like two weeks because Sasha is not up his own ass. He's very much.
0: I think if she didn't exist, he just wouldn't be married.
1: Probably. I think the only reason he is married is because he found a woman that could actually take his sense of humor and not be freaked out by him. You know, because he plays so many like fucking weird characters and stuff that you're like, this dude must have some kind of psychosis and it's like no he's just a very talented character actor
0: and he literally will kiss anyone
1: yeah well especially like at the end of this movie when uh, when Ricky Bobby kisses him at the end you could tell that like i don't think Sasha was prepared for that because i think Will just decided to go for it because you could tell by the look on on Sasha's face that that was probably not planned.
0: I think Will was I just think Will trying snuck to snuck that up on him. him.
1: He was trying to he was trying to see like okay, Dude. since you're going to make everything weird, I'm going to see if I can out weird you and make you break. I, I, and he damn I think, near succeeded. I think he
0: wanted like I think he wanted Sasha to like pull away from him when he started kissing to be like <laughs>
1: Yeah, like push no, off. I'm him. not
0: really serious about this, but Sasha's like, nah, I'm going full in.
1: No, it's like, if you're going to do this, we're going to fucking include Tongue and everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: like, it's just like,
1: we're just going to keep going until one of us there? decides it's too weird to break away. Who
0: breaks there? It's like, I i literally think the scene ends
1: and then I'm almost fucking, and then I'm just like, hey
0: guys, <laughs> cut, cut. Yeah,
1: cut. because they're like, Sasha's <laughs> like, I'm not going to go out like a bitch, and Will Ferrell's yeah. like, I'm not a bitch either. I'm going to stay in fucking character. You guys are
0: fucking hilarious, but don't do this. We don't need you guys to
1: be fucking like on. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to cut that right there. That's good enough. We'll edit around that and uh, you're good. Because it's like who breaks first, you know? You you almost get a a sensation that it's like, it's like two. I don't think
0: Sasha would have broke first. Sasha. I don't think Will would have broke first. They'd just have to cut. It would be a
1: stalemate. Like the crew would have to be like, okay guys, we get it.
0: We get it. You, you guys are both comedy legends. We you're both know.
1: geniuses, and you will not break character. We get it. Until
0: the DVD commentary. We yeah. get it. We've heard this before from yeah. someone. I can't remember yeah. who. I don't uh, break character until the <laughs> DVD commentary. I'm just a dude playing another dude.
1: Yeah. Okay, uh. so uh,
0: we have another one more comment,
1: right? Uh, yes, we have one more. So we'll take a break right here, and then we come back. We'll go ahead and finish up. Yes. Oh uh-huh. uh-huh. in he was looking for you He said,
0: that hair says my a this And we're back. That of
1: course Leonard
0: Skinnerts. Give me three steps.
1: <laughs> yes, Leonard Skinner, legends of the musical world.
0: Yep. You, you I like to imagine my Jesus with wings being lead vocals for Leonard Skinner. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: I like the Christmas Jesus best, okay? He was a man, he had a beard. It's like I like Christmas Jesus.
0: I like baby Jesus. I like
1: baby Jesus. Reading true. his little, little Einstein books, learning about shapes and colors and all that.
0: <laughs> they didn't have any of that back then. Right,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, they definitely didn't have baby Einstein back then uh, in b- biblical times. Mainly
0: because Einstein wasn't born yet.
1: No, so you couldn't have had baby Einstein at all, yeah. No. Um, but anyway. But there's logic of sound. Yes, exactly. Uh, so since we're talking about uh, Ricky at the grace and everything, right, mm-hmm. um, let's get into this comment. So it says blasphemy. Right. Oh. Yeah, well, there's some of that in here. Uh, oh. It's ludicrous how garbage like this gets made and suddenly it's the best movie of the year, and that's all in quotes. It's the uh, it's it's only the most degrading and overly used south bashing jokes Hollywood has come up with. And the scene where the kids began cursing while saying grace is so offensive I got up and walked out. For one thing, his two young sons were portrayed as hateful brats, which is not funny. Uh, the way they and the and the uh, they and the rest cruelly laid into the eighty-five-year-old grandpa was uh, pathos, not comedy. The prolonged grace scene before the meal, where everyone gets a chance to poke fun at Jesus, was irreverent and made me cringe. Uncomfortable does not equal funny. No southern dad would ever put up with the disrespect uh, with the disrespect that his children showed their grandfather at the beginning of this film. Uh, notwithstanding that they were straightened out later by their grandmother. All of this uh, was a terrible waste of time and money. If Hollywood ever makes a film that doesn't try and make complete mockery of the Christian faith, then they'll make a movie where they try to make Christians out to be all evil, yellow-eyed drunks bent on taking over the world. If you if you don't enjoy so much foul language that it literally comes out all, in almost every other word... Uh, and you don't enjoy the same old, tired, anti-South rhetoric that California regularly spews out, then do yourself a favor and save your money. Seven bucks is way too high a price for this two-hour pile of filth. Okay, so first
0: thing... Woo!
1: What's a lot to unpack there?
0: He walked out, but he just apparently didn't walk out that early because he stayed long enough to know that there was a story arc where the um, grandchildren that had sold the, the, the other grandfather was straightened out by the grandmother later, which was
1: well this is actually two different comments so the one guy said that he walked out and the other person waited until the end to see so this is actually two comments
0: well that's not one person
1: yeah well i i mean this is basically all telling the same point though but i would imagine that the person who walked out never definitely didn't go back in to see the rest of it but anyway but the the point i was trying to make was all there in that one paragraph
0: oh okay (laughs)
1: Steve just tilted his head like a dog.
0: Like, huh? (laughs) Well, it was all blended into one comment. So it's like... Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I walked out. So who walked out? The the first person walked out. I probably should have split that. But the first person walked out and the second person was complaining about some of the same stuff. So I just kind of put them together as one giant comment. I
0: don't even know how to respond to that. Uh... Yeah, um, I guess they're just not a fan of comedy. I mean, comedy gets offensive sometimes, and um, yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, I guess they were both religious, or just one of them was religious. Yeah, the,
1: the, these two comments... and uh, Okay, so maybe I didn't split them up, but there's times that I I have comments where I don't put a split in... You know, everybody knows what's going on. Right. Um, I guess in this case, I probably should have put a split there to show that that's one comment. This is another person who's pissed off about the religious stuff and how disrespectful they were. Right. I I, I probably should have split that, but when I was doing this, I was basically, like, trying to finish so I could go to sleep. So (laughs) I forgot to split it uh, because I forgot that there was kind of a break there. But basically they were telling the same thing, is that, like, they felt like the way that ricky dealt with his kids and the fact that like his kids were so disrespectful to grandpa chip that it pissed them off it pissed off both people the one person so much that after they saw the grace scene they left they were just like fuck this movie i'm gone because i don't i don't think this is cool that you know they're they're talking about jesus at the grace and there's all these cuss words and stuff and they just thought it was terrible the other person was like okay that's that's unsettling to me but I'll at least wait to see if maybe if they turn things around later. And you do see the grandmother taking the boys to church and trying to teach them not to use bad language and, okay, let's, let's solve things without having to resort to violence or nasty language or yeah. that kind of thing. But it's like the idea that like no Southern dad would ever put up with the disrespect that the, that the kids showed their grandfather. It's like Ricky, Ricky never really had a dad. He grew up without a dad. He was basically raised by his mom. Mm -hmm. So he's probably not the kind of guy that's going to understand how to really be a dad. He's just uh, a really talented driver and he has a lot of money and he's basically just like, well, I can kind of do what I want. So I'll let my boys do what they want. And then the mom definitely goes along with that too, because she's just kind of like, you know, she just lets, they're basically what's the, uh, what's the word called? Where like they just allow the boys to do what they want and they don't get in their way. Um, there's, like, a term for that. I can't think of it right now, because the dragon's milk is kicking my ass. <laughs> um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, they're... But they're, they're... Basically, they are not stepping in the way of their kids, and they're not trying to discipline them. Like, they've never probably disciplined those kids, so they just do whatever the fuck they want to do.
0: Bad parenting.
1: That's, they're definitely bad parents. But... If, and it's not to say that, that Ricky is a bad person, but... He didn't grow up with a dad, so as far as him being a dad himself, it's one of those things that happens in families where you don't necessarily have, have to come from a great family and you can still, you know, be a great person even if you have shitty parents. We don't like either of our dads. So, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where like you can still be a good person But, you know, some people, they look at what they're, like, if they had bad parents, like, say if they had a mom that wasn't good to them, or they had a dad that wasn't good to them, and they still are good people in spite of that, but some people have no clue how to just be normally good people on their own because they've never really had, like, a role model to show them, and Ricky seems like the kind of kid that... He probably didn't care too much what his mom was trying to do for him. He wanted to be like his dad. Right. And his dad is effectively a piece of shit.
0: Because <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last.
1: Yeah, if you ain't first, you're last. And he was like, I lived my whole life on that. And he was like, I was high when I told you that. He but just, she had the
0: bumper sticker that said that, too. So yeah. that was probably bullshit. Yeah, I was,
1: yeah, because he literally had that on the back of his yeah. of his muscle car, you know? It was like, if you ain't first, you're last. And Ricky just didn't
0: remember it because... Yeah, I've seen him, like, 15 years.
1: Yeah, well, and also he's done, like, a ton of drugs. But, you know, but that's the thing is that Reese Bobby, like, I think at times he wants to try to be a good dad, but he just doesn't know how to because he's really Do you think never... they
0: called him Reese because he's good in pieces? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give you that one because that one actually does make sense. Um uh, part of me almost thought that maybe his name was Reese because they wanted like a Reese's sponsorship. Because, dear God, they have all kinds of sponsorships all over this movie. I don't
0: think that would have helped sell any Reese's no, with that guy.
1: No, not with him. But just maybe the name alone, like having Reese's in the movie maybe. But Just made you want
0: some peanut butter?
1: Yeah, made you want some, some peanut butter cups? Yeah, It's
0: like, mmm, Reese's. Look at that Gary Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Reese's. I want some peanut butter.
1: Right. <laughs> I want you some peanut butter and chocolate in my belly because of Gary Cole's performance. But that's the thing is that, like, Reese Bobby is, he's pretty much a piece of shit human being. He is. Like, he literally, he literally shows up and he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, uh, you know, uh, tickets for uh, Reese Bobby. And it's like, uh, oh, yeah, it's like, you know, it's well, he's like, actually son, showed up. And he's actually showed up to see his son race. And it's like, sir, it has been a long time we've been hanging on to these tickets. And he was like, two tickets, 60 bucks a piece. He it just like, sells them and then watches it from outside. Him. He scalps them for fucking money. Uh, for, I guess for like beer money or drug money or something. Both, probably. Probably both. Hooker money, whatever. And then he literally watches it from the fence. And it's like, this is why you guys will probably never have any kind of a relationship. Because his dad is just a piece of shit. He wants him to get, like, he. there's the one part in the movie where you think, like, maybe him and his dad are finally starting to... Get where they're good with each other, and it's when he's like he puts them in the car with the cougar, and the cougar just fucking mauls <laughs> them. Best shit in the movie, yeah, that's pretty hilarious. Uh, and if you ever if you guys ever played uh Saints Row the Third, there's a kind of an homage to that when where they uh, ripped it off, they basically it. I called it an homage, but basically they ripped off this scene, and instead of a cougar, it's a tiger, and so your character, so now it's original. Yeah, it's like, no, we changed the cat, so it's a tiger, it's different now. But uh, Angel, it was it was his name in the game, it's Angel de la Muerte, the, uh, the luchador that you recruit to your team, uh, he basically does the same thing, where he has missions where you have a fucking tiger, and you have to try and drive well enough, drive fast enough that you can complete the mission, but not so fast and so crazy that the tiger fucking mauls you because it's scared. Yeah, that's and
0: basically the whole, like, uh, mid-part...
1: Of this movie. Of this, exactly. When movie. he's trying to free Ricky from his, like, fear of driving because, you know, after he had the big crash, like, mentally, he's kind of got this block now, and he's So, we not... made
0: this entire episode to say, Saints Row, you owe Will Ferrell some
1: money. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you you owe Adam McKay and uh, Will Ferrell some money for ripping them off, but, uh, uh, but no, it's like... But that's the thing, it's like, when you get to, like, to like Ricky's, bo- uh, to his two sons, right, his boys, like, uh, the Walker thing- and Texas Ranger. Walker and Texas Ranger, yeah. Uh, when I was watching this back again, I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot that's what their names were.
0: It's better than Madison. <laughs> Madison, uh, uh, yeah. Um was it? Fucking what was the name? Oh, it was uh, Doctor Quinn and and medicine medicine woman. Yeah,
1: Doctor Quinn and medicine woman. It's like if we wanted our boys to be a couple of sissies, we would have called them Doctor Quinn and medicine woman (laughs) instead of Walker and Texas Ranger. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) but uh, um, but that's the thing too is that like they're really they're two like very like just uh, they're they're two people like Ricky and uh, Carly his wife. Uh, they're they're like two people that are they're just the that's okay, this is the word I was looking for earlier. They're enablers. That's what they are. They enable yes. those boys to do whatever the fuck they want to do and they've really never they've like probably never been spanked, they've never had any discipline whatsoever, because if they do something, Ricky's gonna be like, Hell yeah, boys, that's awesome. And their mom isn't gonna discipline them either. Do you think
0: I'm just throwing this out here. Do yeah. you think is I don't know. I when you said that, it, it made me connect it with something else. Do you, do you think that's how Donald Trump's kids were raised?
1: Where they just kind of do whatever they want? because was it Eric and Donald
0: rich? Jr.? Is that what it
1: was? Uh, er, Eric and Donald Jr.? Yeah, well, then he has, like, uh, Barron, which he, I think he's headed with Melania, right? Barron? Barron Trump. He's, like, what, 12 or something? What? He's, like, young. he still letting him breed? <laughs> He's still making spawns of himself. Yeah, Baron Trump is the youngest, but it's like Don Jr. and uh, Eric, I think, is the only two. Baron. I accept as
0: Corbin Baron okay. Corbin, yeah,
1: or Red Baron Pizza. That shit's delicious. Yeah,
0: that's good and this, cheap. You can find it at your nearest store,
1: right? And this is not sponsored by Red Baron, but we will gladly take your money for some no. for some uh, for some advertisement.
0: <laughs> and Rare Baron is, of course, made by Vladimir Putin.
1: <laughs> nah, I'm just comrade uh,
0: I'm just kidding it's not
1: but like the whole thing about <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't sue us you're not gonna get shit so uh, <laughs>
0: and you know what Russia's a shithole so yeah
1: and you guys hacked our election so fuck you um remember but uh, video
0: games didn't they hack video games too
1: uh w- I, well they probably did at some point I think I remember something about that fucking Russians Like, didn't they hack, like, Fortnite or something? I want to say Fortnite. Maybe it was. Which is why
0: Fortnite is Satan.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We know that, like, Russian bots definitely, like, interfere with movies because they do shit to, uh, like, movies all the time. Like, they fuck with, they, like, hack Rotten Tomatoes and put a bunch of bullshit on there. They're
0: like, Avengers 0% it's like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, no, it's getting deleted. Delete. Yeah. (laughs) Delete!
1: Delete! Delete!
0: Delete! (laughs) Delete!
1: We need if, to bring you guys get,
0: if you guys get our wrestling references, then listen. We to sprinkle
1: that. them in sometimes yeah, on our regular show, mainly
0: because when we're excited about something, we have a wrestling era podcast also, um, which will be available around the same time as this. But let's let's finish this. You remember yes. that guy? Yeah.
1: We're not finish here. it. Yeah, he's a podcaster now, and he also sells vitamin supplements, which are probably
0: fake, like Alex Jones. <laughs> But anyway, no.
1: Roback right said that he, he put a lot of work into that. And but I mean, I haven't tried it. That's supplements, what Alex but, Jones
0: says too. Well, uh, vitamins are mostly bullshit anyway. People, you're basically wasting your money.
1: <laughs> well, he does a lot of. He also does like like protein like like protein powders because I mean he's you know he's a he's a muscle builder. So. Yeah,
0: if you knew anything about the whole scam of that um, stuff, you probably can't buy anything that he sells. Because it's probably someone else telling him to sell it.
1: Oh no! Like the stuff he's not a scientist. The stuff that Ryback sells is not
0: like I invented this myself. It works. Do it. (laughs) It's like yeah, someone's telling me to sell this, so I'm. Well, he's
1: getting the product uh, from like a, a company that's like helping him make it, and then he's got like you know his like branding on it. It's got like his face and stuff on it. It's like uh, it's like Feed Me More Nutrition is what it's called. So what I'm getting to is do not buy that shit. That <laughs> shit is garbage. That is Steve's opinion and not John's.
0: <laughs> no, this is, this is... If you guys don't want to lose money, that shit isn't going to work.
1: I'm not saying I bought any of it, but... You if you know. pump
0: iron and you're like, I want to use what Ryback uses, he doesn't use that shit. <laughs> he uses real stuff. Not the shit he's selling you. Uh... I, I don't know. And That's a fact.
1: That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> but anyway, um, but uh, like when when people were talking about like how this movie, like the fact that the Ricky's always mentioning like you know baby Jesus and stuff like that, that people were like, okay, what what is it with like, you know the the Christian references and stuff, and why can't Hollywood you know make a movie that's actually like you know nice to Christians? I was like, okay, I mean. I don't understand how people could think that this is, like, sacrilegious or something. It's, like, he literally just says throughout the movie that he, you know, that he just likes the baby Jesus version of of Jesus better than, like, the bearded, you know, like, you know, 30-something Jesus. So, it's, like, but then people were, like, yeah, but, you know, he's mentioning him in, like, the same breath as, like, you know, save me Oprah, save me Tom Cruise, save me baby Jesus, save me Jewish God. Like he says all that stuff when he, when he thinks he's on fire and he's running around and like his helmet and his fucking, his, his whitey, you know, his, his whitey underwear and stuff. Like he thinks he's on fire, but he's not. And then people are like, you know, why the fuck does he have to keep mentioning Jesus and stuff? And it's like, they could have just not even mentioned Jesus in this movie. I'm like, would it have changed anything? No, it's just, it's just another added wrinkle to his character that he just happens to like the baby Jesus version better. And it comes up sometimes in their graces you know and it's like i don't understand why people always try to make a a mountain out of a molehill like it's just it's just like a line that's mentioned in the movie about him liking that version of jesus better and he mentions baby jesus at different times throughout the movie but it's like it's not sacrilegious like i don't watch this and think like oh they're making fun of christianity they're not doing any of that if anything ricky's like a pretty a pretty you know i mean he he has like big character flaws you know, um, and like his vanity and the fact that he, he loves his money almost more than anything else. But if you learn anything about Ricky over the course of this movie, he goes from being this like, egotistical guy with a bunch of money, smoking hot wife, right? And then he loses all that shit. Like, Cal takes his wife, he loses his house, he loses pretty much all of his money, and he's basically delivering pizzas with a fucking bicycle, <laughs> I, and i also like that one line where he was like that's a nice bike boy is that a huffy <laughs> when he's pedaling away with his pizzas because his uh his dad kept ordering pizzas trying to get ricky to bring him the pizza yeah, which, so he could yeah, talk to
0: it's him all in ADR, so right, it's all an
1: adr right yeah uh
0: lines added in later after the scene.
1: yeah that's a nice bike boy is that a huffy <laughs> that line just got me because it's like that's very much a gary cole line <laughs> absolutely uh, uh, but you know, it's like when people want to say that this movie is like sacrilegious or something like that, it's like, I don't see how that's the case. Like, it, you know, it's like, if, if you think that like, they're like, you know, tra- trashing Christianity or trashing Jesus or something in this movie, then you watched a totally fucking different movie than Talladega Nights. You definitely didn't watch this movie. You were watching something else and thought that they were referencing something like you, you, or you're just drunk or something. Like, you're I don't just, understand.
0: You're just getting a little too picky.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, like, when it says, uh, it says, uh, if Hollywood ever makes a film that doesn't uh, try and make a complete mockery of the Christian faith, and they'll make a movie where they try to make Christians out to be all evil, yellow-eyed drunks bent on taking over the world. Yeah, fuck off. And it's like, really? Really? So we're going to get in our soapbox in 2000, 2006, right, and talk about this movie being, like, sacrilegious or it's, you know, mocking the Christian faith. I don't know how. Like, literally later on in the movie, like, you have, you know, Ricky's mom taking her grandsons to church and having them, like, in the choir, like, you know, trying to, you know, turn them into, like, you know, good upstanding boys. And they do get better. They do get better.
0: (laughs) They do get better, yes.
1: I mean, they definitely get to the point where they start acting a lot better and they don't, you know, they don't cuss anymore and stuff like that because they've actually had a parental figure that actually, you know, was going to instill discipline in them, which Ricky and his wife never did. But it just goes to show you that it's like this This movie, if anything, shows you how fucked up and broken families can be, but it also can be really good, too.
0: Right. I mean, it's... um. It's just a fun movie. It's a comedy. It's yeah, a good, it's a good.
1: If you film. start thinking about like the family dynamics of this movie more than you're thinking about the comedy, then you're doing something wrong. You know, like you're looking at the wrong shit. Like one of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in this movie is like when Ricky thinks he's paralyzed after the accident, and he was like, he was like, okay, guys, like you know, I've made peace with it now. I understand this is my life. I'm just gonna have to tell Carly that, you know, she's gonna, you know, you know, I'm okay if she wants to go see other men because. You know, I've got the disability now, and uh, he's very serious because you know he's thinking that he's paralyzed from like the waist down. And you know, they're like, you know, Ricky, you're you're not paralyzed. And he was like, he was like, you know what? He was like, I hope when you guys have, I hope you guys have like these beautiful sons, right? And they get, and they get, you know, accepted to, you know, to 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 go, you know, play football or something with this big scholarship. And then they lose their legs. And now you'll know how it feels. And then Lucius is like, "Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that evil on me." <laughs> that scene gets me every time. And he was like, "Oh yeah." He was like, "You know what?" He was like, "They're gone." And he like he stabs his own leg and he's like, Ow! Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Realizing. And then he's like he gets up and he's like, "Fucking, he's got the fucking steak knife stuck in his leg." And he's like, he's like, "You can walk, Ricky. You can walk." He's like, "I can walk." <laughs> Like you dumbass, you know it's like you know it's like we you know they were trying to tell him like you're not paralyzed, but then when he's like doing the whole thing like I hope you have beautiful sons and they lose their legs and he Lucius is like don't you put the evil on me Ricky Bob <laughs> that big gets me every time. And it it's also kind of fucked up now because it's like Michael Clark Duncan's not around anymore and it's like damn man he could still be doing amazing shit. Oh, like yeah. imagine like like a like a buddy cop movie or something with like him and Terry Crews. That'd be fucking awesome, you know? Daredevil 2. Yeah.
0: Just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> daredevil 2, let's do it. No, let's if if you do anything Daredevil ever again, Hollywood or whatever. You have to get Charlie Cox to do it. You have
0: to get Charlie Cox because he's
1: the only guy that can be Daredevil now, not not Vincent, Affleck.
0: Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio. Whatever the fuck his last. Dragon's
1: night. milk will kick your ass because we fucked up so many times. It's eleven percent alcohol. It will get you after a while. Would, uh,
0: you, would you say this dragon's milk is um, something where the, that we wonder? How did this get made? Right.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. How did this get made? It uh it uh it got made by some fucking geniuses. Yes. And New Holland Brewing.
0: Three stars. Three stars. Yes.
1: As if we haven't done that already. But uh but yeah, like the the raspberry hibiscus reserve is just awesome. Whatever the fuck they're doing in Holland, Michigan, I would love to go see their plant and just see where they make all this beautiful, delicious magic. I
0: would love to uh, definitely. Also, and I would also
1: want to know because
0: I guess I don't. What the fuck is a
1: hibiscus? Hibiscus? It's like a, it's like a plant, right? Don't Google it. Do you know what it is off the top <laughs> of your head? Because you're
0: you're trying to act like you're smarter than you are. And you're like it's just a plant, right? I know what it is. I'm gonna Google he it. He saw me I'm like sure. getting
1: onto my onto yeah. my keyboard. Like, I'm
0: gonna make you feel like a dumbass. Like I know what this is.
1: <laughs> um, hibiscus. It's a uh, it's a yeah. small thorny plant, right? <laughs> I think. I'm actually not sure.
0: That's okay. The <laughs> only thing that I know about hibiscus <laughs> is that
1: uh, Sobe, uh, the the company with like the little fucking geckos or whatever, we no, love Sobe. We Sobe, love Sobe, yeah, Sobe uh, drinks. Uh, they use a uh, hibiscus in their strawberry daiquiri drink. Eight. So,
0: it could either be something very good for you or just straight up poison.
1: <laughs> we don't know. Pretty sure it's not poison because we drank a lot of that shit. We, we would have died. Maybe. Strawberry Daiquiri Sobe, if you happen to see it like at a gas station or something, buy it. Buy them shits because it's it's delicious.
0: It is awesome.
1: Also, their Pina Colada.
0: Or anything Sobe, basically. Yeah.
1: They also have a really badass green tea, which I think also has the hibiscus in it. Yeah so that's weird yeah so if it's good enough for soby it's good enough for the rest of us right
0: yeah raspberry is uh, yeah I, I can't even say <laughs>
1: <that either. laughs> raspberry
0: uh, I, like, I felt it come off my tongue i was like nope i'm not gonna be able to, say uh, not gonna be able to i'm not even gonna say yeah you know, a, a biscuits it's gonna, I, I said it this yeah time. okay there we go i couldn't have said it the first time i, I almost thought to he was saying. gonna
1: say a Mitchell trubisky there for a second yeah mitch 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 biscuits mitch biscuits <laughs> we, we call them mitch biscuits because a lot of times, Steve can't say his name
0: correctly. And even when we can, it just sounds It just better.
1: sounds funny to call the dude Mitch Biscuits. Yeah,
0: just even, <laughs> even when I can't say Mitch Trubisky, I'm just like Mitch Biscuits.
1: Right. And with it's football like, season um, coming up, I was actually watching a little bit of uh, football earlier. We are way off topic. We but, are. Uh, I, I think we're at the end of the episode, Yeah, we're at the end of the episode at this point. Yeah. Uh, we just, so we've been just drinking, talking, and we're so. just kind of bullshitting. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I was watching a little bit of... Uh, uh, preseason earlier because um the uh, shit it was the uh, Bears were playing against the Panthers. Panthers, yes, and um, and it just showed you how great the
0: Panthers were. No, it didn't. It just showed you that the Bears were resting a lot of people and they would oh literally yeah. destroy the Panthers. Yeah, and yeah, Killian Max was basically
1: just like in a towel. He just he just yeah. was doing fuck all. He was
0: in his bathrobe smoking cigars. <laughs> right? getting blowjobs smoking one of dicas cigars yeah yeah like literally the bears could have couldn't have given any less effort and it 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 was still a close game (laughs) like like if you you actually watched it because i actually watched most of it today whenever i took my my son logan to uh buffalo wild wing and they had it on in the tv and i was just like the bears are putting like the least amount of effort possible and they're still almost winning this game and the <laughs> panthers are trying to win
1: right because huh. they had some starters in from what i saw i feel bad for the panthers yeah i, I only caught a little bit of it because i ended up having to go to work but they're gonna win um, like
0: four games this
1: year <laughs> the panthers i i mean who knows that might be who, for a different podcast who or something know. but
0: yeah that's a different podcast but i'm just um, saying the bears look great Right. That's what I wanted to say, especially on defense. The Bears look great.
1: Yeah, Matt Nagy. Uh, Better than Ron Rivera. Oh! Oh. That's not a controversial statement. That is basically fact.
0: (laughs) That is 100% fact. Yeah.
1: Um, But uh, another thing that's a fact is that Talladega Nights is a badass movie, and if you haven't seen this movie, why the fuck did you listen to this? But if case, you were trying to figure out, like, should I watch this movie? Yes, you definitely should.
0: You should watch it, and it was actually a controversial title. Like, NASCAR was like, don't name it that, and they had a bunch of, like, set names, and then they were just, the studio basically was just like, nah, fuck it. They, they, they didn't give us, we didn't come up with any, anything better, so fuck NASCAR. We're we'll naming it Dalladega Knights anyway. Right. And they were just kind of like, hey, this actually helped our sport more than it hurt it, so we're actually cool with it.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's um, the thing, too, is that like, it's rare when you actually have something that like it, that is titled after something in Alabama, because there's so many stereotypes about Alabama and negative connotations. When you can actually have something called Talladega Nights, it's like, yeah, it does draw a little bit more attention to Talladega, Alabama, which is basically known for the racetrack. And it does um, seem
0: more positive than negative in the long run, in my opinion. because yeah. uh, if they had called it like from... Daytona
1: Nights, it's like I don't know if that would have worked the same. Because nah, Daytona is a different.
0: Because you know, fuck Florida. Great, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but not, not really. I mean, they're 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 great. <laughs> I mean, some I was, of the craziest shit good. comes
1: from Florida. But Bray Wyatt also came from Florida,
0: so you you get you the know. good with the bad in every yeah. state. Every every single state. In America has the good with the bad. But we're talking about movies on this podcast, so you guys should definitely watch this.
1: It is really good.
0: (coughs) Try to keep an open mind.
1: And you don't have to know shit about racing, like, at all.
0: We don't watch NASCAR.
1: No, I watch racing, but I don't watch NASCAR. We
0: watch F1 racing. We don't watch NASCAR, but we thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Because it, it's it's really it's brilliant. It's just fun. Like, you know, it's, it, it's not one of those fuck you movies to anything in particular. It is showing that F1 might be superior to NASCAR. Oh, it's definitely showing that. It, it is showing that, but also um, I think recent trends would show that NASCAR uh, might be more interesting than F1, considering the boringness of F1's well, the situation tickets that,
1: have been declining for NASCAR. Um they've been ha- they've been going through some some problems lately, so they might need to, to try to figure out what what like at the time in 2006 when this came out, they were still in pretty good shape because they had uh, announced that uh I don't know where you got that stat from because I've just
0: been seeing like sold out stuff from NASCAR.
1: Well, like uh, there's this dude that I follow on YouTube, uh, David Land. He he covers a lot of like American racing, like IndyCar and NASCAR. It's on YouTube, so it must be. <laughs> but no, like he basically, <laughs> you know, he he is like I think he's like a freelance journalist, but he, he covers he covers a lot of IndyCar stuff, but he also you know covers NASCAR stuff. Yeah. And uh, he did a video about how there was like declining attendance in some of the tracks for NASCAR, so they were you know thinking that maybe they might have to cancel some of those venues because the fans have just kind of. Just dried up there. Yeah, it's not to say that every track does that
0: because it looks like every single NASCAR event sold out. I don't watch NASCAR, Um, so
1: I can't say that that's true or not. But at the time when they made this movie, it was definitely big.
0: But anyway, the the thing the the difference between F one and modern day, from what I watch. Is F one's boring because the same people win every single race? Mercedes. <coughs> um, and NASCAR, except for Max,
1: Max will occasionally get a win here and there.
0: And th- that's that's interesting because Max is our guy, but it's also still boring because it's like if Max doesn't win, the Mercedes race is basically wins.
1: going to Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. So in, <laughs> so in
0: NASCAR, you can qualify as one, two, three, and four, and finish like seventeenth, twentieth, twentieth, yeah. and thirty. <laughs> Or whatever. And that is way more exciting than well, someone... Well, there's, qualif- there's a lot more parody
1: there, in NASCAR, yeah. There,
0: that's way more exciting than someone qualifying as one and finishing at one every time they qualify as one.
1: Yeah, your crew um, and your driver mean a lot more in NASCAR because the cars are so similar. The only real difference usually between them... Like, the cars, I think, are like identical in body. But the only thing that's really different is the engine and the setup. So, yes. if your crew is on it and the driver is good you can you can be good, but you know you might get something wrong and you finish way the fuck in the back sometimes so,
0: so just just to put that in perspective the people don't that don't listen that don't follow racing, it'd be like college football season starting you know like uh u s c at number one and like alabama at number two, and at the end of the season, you get to see u s c play alabama for the national championship that is that's boring uh this is the same two people that start the season gets to end the season in the championship that's just not fun to watch
1: yeah that's why upsets are always so fun in college football because you're like oh shit this is going to change the playoffs
0: in any sport and you know some f1 things are going to change it is a better racing sport but whenever you have even even if it's not like more complicated tracks it is cool to see something like, uh, hey, yeah, like number, like the guy that qualified number twenty nine just won this race. That would never happen in F one.
1: It's very rare when you have somebody who's qualified like low, actually win a race. It's very rare, but they do have, uh, you know, some new rule changes. They're doing an entirely new draft of the formula for twenty twenty. Um, so the cars are going to be dramatically different in twenty twenty. Yeah, so
0: that, um, that's that's something exciting. It's going to make Anything for some closer that you racing. Bringing into it to, to excitement is 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 good. Um, yeah, and
1: and that's the thing too. Is like, you know, I don't personally watch NASCAR. Like, I know like my dad always was big into NASCAR. I've never really been into NASCAR. Like, I know some of the drivers, and I know like a little bit about the history. You know, because if I know you no Kyle Bush, basically, <laughs> yeah, and like Jimmy you know, Johnson, Jimmy Johnson, fucking, you know, Tony Stewart. I know him because he was in Indianapolis. The C race. Tony, Ray- I don't think Tony Stewart does no, but Tony Stewart was actually an IndyCar before he got to NASCAR, and right. then Jeff Gordon. Obviously, Jeff Gordon was more of an. I open think we're way guy. off
0: topic right
1: we now. We well, this is a NASCAR movie, so you know. Okay. Uh, we're we're talking about you know F one. John Girard was from F one, and the whole movie is about NASCAR. I think we are totally justified in talking about okay. this. Okay,
0: And so, also, this is
1: my fucking birthday episode. So Jean <laughs> you were Gerard. calling an audible. So Jean Girard is Tony Stewart. Uh, I don't know. You know who I think Jean Girard's supposed to be like as like an F one equivalent. I think he's supposed to be Alan Prost.
0: Like if Alan Prost went to... Yeah, I think that's so kind of what Alan that was if Alan Prost went to NASCAR, he would lose to Dell Jr. in a foot race and make out with him.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Um, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't think we can top that. So I, I, I think no. we should end this episode. I think that is uh, I think so Alan Prost insane. would make out, make out with Dell Jr. after losing a foot race yes. after they wrecked. That is fucking brilliant.
1: That is genius. Now
0: that you put that in perspective, Alan Pross losing in a foot race to Dell Jr. after they wrecked each other's car, after being the only two cars left, and then making out, this is a fucking epic. Right, yes. This has been (laughs) Beyond the Hate. Peace. a little bit of a delay.
1: <laughs> now you made it awkward.
0: <laughs>
1: we got your bitches. It's painted black. <laughs>